Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We go green in Beijing. Now, it shouldn't affect the car ginormous enough because they run quite low rear wing. Are you guys watching at home? I wish you could see my face right yeah. now. <laughs> Trust me, that'll be like... The back tires are covered in oil. I'm not going to let you forget that one. All right, and we've just opened up the 2015-2016 uh, season of Formula E. Yeah, we what did we cover about the last half of uh, the season at the start of the year, the first inaugural season, and interesting racing. So we decided we're going to cover the, the whole season this year, plus it's in the off-season of AFL, so it gives us something to, to do. Honestly, I, I actually find it really exciting. Yeah, well, because when, when they first came out of the concept, I was like everyone else where I'm like, they're going to be slow, and they're gonna be, there's too many faults in there. But watching the action, you get used to them being slower than Formula 1, and it's like go-karts on the steroids because you've got sort of wheel-to-wheel action. They're not afraid to trade paint. And you get shorter races uh, and better actual racing on track. So you get used to the, the deficit in speed made up for the on-track action. The, the excitement. And also the the difference in the way these cars handle. Yeah. Uh, they're a lower downforce than F1. Um, and the way they get that instant torque uh, yeah. makes for some really aggressive passing moves in the corners. Yeah. Maybe um, squiggly. Yeah, they can you know, get a little bit out of shape. But um said before, it's like cricket. F1 will always be test cricket. It's uh, Everyone wants to win the Ashes. And, yeah. You know, that's the pinnacle. But Formula E is like a 2020 bash. Yeah, um, yeah. that's a good way of putting it. It's a shorter race, and it's also approaching the technological edge quicker than F1, which is funny to say, because yeah. F1 traditionally has been the pinnacle of technology, but uh, they've stifled innovation in F1 and yeah. moved away from where the fans want them to go, which is loud and fast. Yep. Uh, whereas Formula E is sort of going, well, let's go quiet, sleek. Yeah. And they've managed to do that. The next step is to up the speed and get better battery life and stop the weird little changeovers. Yeah. But so I did see, they reckon they might be able to stop the car switches by about 2017, 2018. Really? Well, I mean, that would make sense. When you look at how batteries are developing for home use with mm. um, uh, Tesla and that, they the shouldn't be too far off. Yeah, like if you can power a whole house with that little box that you stick on your wall, then they'd be able to figure out something for Formula E. Yeah, and then they'll probably put in different energy recovery systems, like, you know, even a tiny solar cell for just yeah. to, to run a fan on the driver's face or something, I don't know. <laughs> and then you've got the heat recoveries and the um, cooling recoveries. and Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think also um, they've made sure they don't follow the same mistakes that F1 has done, uh, what they find mm. themselves in now with um, sort of having more control over who's investing in their sport yes. and where the money's going. Um, so, yeah, I thought that this what this series is a good um, sort of uh, companion with Formula 1 season because, for me personally, I like the development side of Formula 1, so I still maintain a, a keen mm, interest yeah. in it. But obviously you love to see on racing on track racing uh more than the development so uh this is sort of sort of sup- supplements the lack of action in formula 1 at the moment for me anyway mm-hmm. but um and and also this season uh we should go through what they've changed this season first up so you know what's going on yep well the first thing is uh the powertrains 
Yep. So they can develop their own drivetrains. Right. Yep. Um, previously, it was supplied, but That's uh, right. yeah, now they're allowed to do that. Uh, one of the <laughs> one of the results was Renault's got the fantastic one because they've got all the money to put into it. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is they've stopped the revolving door of the drivers. Oh, um, yeah, you can only have. I think it's uh, two driver changes per car. Yep. So rather than uh, last year, we saw every bastard jumping in every car. Yep. Um, uh You only have two. Yeah. Two changes, I mean. Yep. Oh, per car. Yep. Rather than, you know, oh, so-and-so are filling this weekend. Someone else. Yeah. Got Someone Rebbe paid us some in. cash, so he's getting the, getting the yeah. car today. Actually, Matthew Rebbe was one of the ones that had that happen to him. But speaking of him, yeah. we saw him in the uh, stadium trucks. Yeah. If you haven't checked them out, look online. Look, Matty Brabham Stadium Trucks. Yeah. Um, I'll probably pop up. I did pop up a video of him taking yeah. those corners, and he's got the inside front wheel in the air as he's flying around fucking Surface Paradise, I think it was. Yeah. Bloody hell, it's spectacular. Like, we were watching it, yeah. and we had to th- sort of really concentrate to say, is this actually a game? Yeah, like when you were showing it to me, you were telling me that it's it's real life, and I'm not, I'm not, no way. This has got to be a game. Because i got jumps, and you know, the, the cars land, just that nice little bounce, and that then you're level out. as and, well. And also, who the fuck would do that? Like, take a corner at maximum like speed, get the wheel in the air, because you have to think... That's a reasonably long front end on those cars. Yeah. He wouldn't be able to see the ground. No, not at all. So he's driving on feel, which uh, uh, is spectacular for the lad. Yeah, when they were showing the side-on view, they weren't too far below the fence either. No. So you got a bit <laughs> off skew. Someone's dying in the crowd. <laughs> well, that's it. The crowd would be, you know, having a head height underbite. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that, that'll make twice as many people rock up next year. You'll be like, yes! I saw cars. There was blood. There were bitches. <laughs> that was the best weekend ever. And it's on the Gold Coast. Well, yeah, so there's all girls taking their tops off in the towers and whatnot. Yeah. Um, which is half the reason people go. But yeah, oh, they did uh, They did tweak the Beijing track a little bit too. Did they? Uh, over last year. Yep. Just to make it a bit more flowing. Yeah, yep. Um, so they just had... Um, removing some of the first chicane and just giving a little bit more flow to it. And I think it's a fantastic track, to be honest. Yeah, I think, for, especially for FE, it works well. Yeah, like having a look at the track, it, it's quite... Square, a lot of it. It's almost like the old France track. French track. Magna Core, is it? Not Magna Core. Fucking something else that's like square boxing. I know. I just remember from the old Commodore 64 um, oh, F1 yeah. games. Mm. But so long ago, I can't remember which tracks they were. <laughs> it's probably like Bruno or Portugal or some shit. Yeah. Well, there's only yeah. three chicanes in it. But um, the good thing is the way they've placed them. So yep. one's on the main straight, which is fantastic because, you know, you get... Uh, yeah. You get to test the driver's ability to brake, ability to hold the line, and ability yeah. to accelerate off the uh, chicane. And, and they're not top speed cars, so yeah. it's not so bad putting a chicane down a straight. And the other one is on the back straight, and it's one after the other. Yep. So you've got a quick uh, left-right chicane, followed by a quick right-left. Yep. So it's it's fantastic to for a driver to set up the pass, Yeah. you know, coming out of, um, what's it, turn three. That uh, sequence is fantastic. Yeah, especially with every other corner being a right angle. Uh, yes. You've got so many opportunities to set up passes and also to counter. Mm-hmm. I would like to see, like, if you're going to design a spectacular track, you want nice sweeping corners too. Yeah, you've uh, got to have an aero part and then you've got to have the yeah. hard braking part. But look, as a, as a way to test drivers in a, uh intense, short race, I think this is fantastic. Yeah, and going around sort of the area is probably the nicest bit of Beijing you could find too. So Around Olympic Park, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's probably the only bit that's got some greenery there. The... The other problem I had was trying to find someone that fucking plays it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like, um, I I saw about the last five laps on 
Fox, I think it was. Yeah, Fox was play it, parents' place. But um, then I couldn't find a replay. If you want to, want to watch it on Channel 10, you have to wait until Tuesday week at 4am or some Sometimes bullshit. Sometimes they don't even show it, I think. And yeah, and it's a, a pain in the ass because Channel 10 used to do motorsport. Yeah. And now they, they do V8 supercars live. Yeah. But I remember when One HD first came out, it was pretty much all motorsport. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. a sports channel. Yeah, that was awesome. We had drift, we had uh, drag. Yeah. yeah. But now it's just a bit shit. Yeah, I agree. And ads fucking kill it. The ad, the, where they put the ads, it fucking sucks. Like, you can see someone yeah. about to get overtaken. Nah, fuck it, go on an ad. Um, speaking of coverage, I think they've got to pick up their, their coverage FE as well. Like, the team radios, yeah. they either talk over the top of it, or it doesn't... When they have the alert come up, uh, say, in Freen's team radio, nothing gets played. Mm. And then when team radio does come out, they've got no idea who's speaking. So they've got to get that shit together. And also, the production of the actual race is just as shit as F1. Well, a bit of the problem, too, is that every time they showed a replay, it was after the event. Like, um, the Simona de Silvestri, don't know what the fuck happened there, because the replay just showed her out of shape and running yeah, into the barrier. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nico Prost, don't know how he yeah, did Yeah, don't know pod. how he did his pod. Um, I mean, we can assume, but we didn't see the actual footage yeah. of it. And then there was the other one, the um, Villeneuve and... Um, yeah. Oh, who... D'Ambrosio? It wasn't no, D'Ambrosio. <laughs> I fucking forgot the name. Um, De Costa? De Costa, that's it. Yeah. When they came together, you saw yep. De Costa with a wheel that was all fucked up and yep. um, Villeneuve sort of looking a little pissed, but... Being an angry little French-Canadian. Yeah, he's French-Canadian and then just looked regular, her, her Villeneuve, really. Yeah, I was, was going to say, De Costa didn't look too scared. No, no, he wasn't uh, Wasn't too concerned. But uh, Villeneuve went on to finish, but his race was effectively over then. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's having fun. Yeah. He, he's he's done his part in the world of motorsports, so Well he's forty four years old and yeah. I you know, he's probably got his money, he can do what the fuck he wants, I yeah. guess. But yeah. I, he doesn't really have anything oh, to prove by well, depends who you ask, I suppose. Plenty yeah. of people say he didn't deserve his uh, championship, but you know Including me. Well <laughs> yeah. But uh you know then again, being an F one world champion isn't something they just hand out. Exactly. Exactly. Um well, you know, unless you've got Pico Jr. as a teammate, that he comes in handy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Or if you've got someone like Mario Balestri as the head of FIA. Yeah. Some. Although Pico Jr. didn't do himself any <laughs> fucking favours in Beijing. <laughs> he crashed out every session. Yeah. Um, crashed in P1, P3. Uh, he managed to get through qualifying, which is yeah, pretty cool. He had a stuck throttle, I think. Yeah, and then crashed out again in the race. Yeah. So I think he crashed twice, didn't he? He stopped and then started going. Then ah, you did too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'd just getting flashback to when he was at Renault. Yeah, and not getting a good start for a reigning champion either. No, he, he went shithouse. Uh, but e- even with the um, the car itself, it seemed to have decent enough um, cons- energy conservation. Yeah. Because like, he went one more lap. Yeah. But the speed was down. Yeah. But um, well, you know, back onto some of the changes that have happened. Yep. As the cars were flying by... I remember mentioning to you that yeah. the the sound is different between cars now. Yeah. Well, it's also because not only the powertrain that they're allowed to develop, they can... Uh, sorry, not just the um, e-motor. They've got the inverter and the gearboxes uh, as well as the yeah. cooling system. And they're allowed to have, I think it's up to three gears. Maybe we'll check this one. Hmm. Um, and also you can have uh, one motor or two motors. Yeah, the funny thing was watching the onboard telemetry, yep. they were saying gear zero a lot. And yep. I was thinking... Gear zero? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, what it means is just that the engines are straight driving. There's no yeah, there's gearing no, advantage. Yeah. It's just um, one-to-one. Yeah, there wouldn't actually be, would there, there wouldn't be a gearbox, would there? 
Oh no, actually, neutral and reverse. Yeah. Fucking yeah, <laughs> kind of a gearbox. <laughs> but um, speaking of saying dumb ass shit, <laughs> uh, one thing with the commentary, uh, Franchitti, I quite like. Yeah, me I too. think he's really good. Yeah. Um, if you're not aware who he is, he drove for IndyCar and was part of that big fucking uh, yeah. crash with Commissato. Very famous last name over in IndyCar too. Franchetti. Oh, Franchetti, fuck, yeah. yeah. Um, That's two in a row for me. (laughs) (laughs) You're almost doing as good as Jack Nichols. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Jack Nichols is the other commentator. Now, during... um, uh, Who who was it that got the pod? Prost. Prost, yeah. Um, When Prost lost the rear pod and the rear wings all fucked up, you heard Nichols say, oh, that won't make much of a difference because they run such low downforce anyway. Yeah. And French has gone, if you could see my face now, yeah. <laughs> it makes all the difference. The rear yeah. wheels may as well be covered in oil. Yeah. And that's that's as close to being told to shut the fuck up as you get as a commentator. Yeah, and you couldn't, like, I mean, it's pretty hard to make a more retarded comment based on, <laughs> no. the, on the aero package. Like, it's like saying, yeah, I mean, he's out of fuel, but that won't affect him too much. I think he'll still be right. Yeah, I mean... In terms of aero parts, the rear wing is the aero part. Yeah. You've got a rear-wheel drive car. You want the rear wheels to be pressed into the ground as much as possible. Yeah. If you take off all the aero of the rear, because the rear wing is the only part on the rear that has aero advantage. Yeah. Uh, You know, as far as overbody goes, underbody, there's, you know, different bits. But um, that's going to have an effect. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, I mean, we've done a couple of live shows uh, for our podcast before. And sometimes in the moment, you feel like you have to say something, and then you'll say something real fucking stupid, and then you're like, oh, and then you're like, don't call me out. Yep, called me out on it. Shit. <laughs> but the thing is, you have to, otherwise people stop listening to your shit. Well, yeah, you have those Carl Pilkington moments, yeah. you, and then you're just like, fuck, committed now. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yep, no, that's a fact. <laughs> but, um, so yeah. maybe we'll go through, the team, uh, go through the teams and see what actual motors they have, if I can do that. Um, so, oh, here we go, the team, sorry, yeah, so you've got Nextev TCR Formula E, um, they're built by, obviously, Nextev, so they're a manufacturer team. Yeah, Team China Racing, essentially. Yeah, that's right. Um, and look, they obviously did really well last year. Yeah. Um, but this year, you know, not looking so good. Um, mm. Even though technically um, uh, PK finished fifteenth, yep, he didn't actually finish the race, but he, he got more than ninety percent done, so he gets classified. Yeah, that's right. Um, he had a fan boost again. Yeah, I'm not sure why so many people are jumping on him. I mean, yeah, he's a champion. Um, but I all last year I was on Buemi. I had my money on him even when he was coming about sixth. Yep, uh, I'd have money on him this season, but I can't find anyone willing to take my bet. <laughs> yeah, so, it's hard to find someone to, to actually bet with, isn't it? Well, yeah. Um, so if anyone out there knows uh, a Tom company wants to... <laughs> if Tom Waterhouse is listening and you want to put odds on it, um, oh, boy, me shit, he's probably about 50 to 1, I reckon. Actually, fuck that. Pay us to set the odds for you. Well, yeah, because a couple of years back, we'd make a mint through F1 yeah, just no, because no. people were <laughs> doing dumb shit. <laughs> if I'm setting the odds, I'm getting my mates to put money on the, <laughs> the good winners. Remember a couple of years back when Red Bull were just killing it? Yeah. And... Quite re- regularly, Weber was like ten to one to get a podium, and I'm thinking, "Fuck, that's yeah. money for jam." Yeah, um, but they've wised up a little bit since. Yeah, yeah. I used to always bet on cars, especially if, um, like, Maldonado had a, a shit qualifying, he's back amongst the back markers. I'm like, <laughs> someone's getting taken up ashore, so yeah. I'll go Maldonado and like whoever's ahead and behind him. Yeah, in an accident. 
And you usually get good odds for those ones too. So it's like yeah, the first one to to exit. Anyway. Yeah, those silly cunts never watch the fucking race. Yeah, <laughs> Otherwise exactly. Otherwise, no Maldonado. Exactly. Sorry, what did I start off with next, Dev? They come in last, didn't they? Yep. Well, yeah. no, Truly came in last, technically. Yeah, um, true. We've already had a bit of a chat about them. And look, uh, they, they've got a long way to go. Oh, there we are. Yep. I'm trying to find a fucking driver's. Oh, i got them all right here. Um, look, let's run through the, the drivers then. Uh, yep. Disco had a bit of a crash. Um, she's, she's been quite disappointing for me, to be honest. Yeah. She's got ability and absolutely deserves to be in top flight racing. Yeah. But she's a journeyman. Um, yeah. And look, maybe she'll prove me wrong by the end of the season and smash it. But so often we just see her not quite get there. Like yep. she's... She's running well and then doing okay, and then all of a sudden, just a little mistake and banging a wall. Or yeah. she just drops those tents. Um, and maybe it's just the fact that she needs more time in the cockpit. I don't know. Mm. But she's just not quite. Just not there. Not quite there. Yeah. Uh, I, I really wanted to be because I think uh, Formula E can do a fantastic thing for racing by encouraging more yeah. female drivers. And forcing the hand of people like F1, the old boys uh, still got stuck in their backwards ways. Yeah. And look. Absolutely, there's going to be women out there who are good enough. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's beyond question. Um, there's just none of them getting the opportunity at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see uh, a whole raft of female drivers up there. And I think Formula E, by uh, encouraging female drivers, will create a stepping stone to a Formula One. Because as it yeah. is now, it's a boys' club from go karting at the local level all the way up to F1. Yeah, exactly. Um, but now we've got an extra step in there, Formula E, which is. You know, promoting female yeah. drivers, and then next, you know, it's going to be uh, Formula Renault or um, yeah. GP3 or whatever. It is. Yeah, GP2s. and you know, the closer you get to grassroots motorsport uh, that encourages women to drive, the more likely it is they're going to make it to the top flight. Yeah, because yep. um, just to get to Formula E is a massive achievement as a female driver. Yeah, which is sad to say, but it's just the way things are geared. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, we saw how long it took Susie Wolf to get a super license. You know what I mean? Well, she did have a, a bit of a shortcut, and uh, she had contacts, let's say. Yeah, turns out you can pull a, pull a license through a... <laughs> um, so, back on to the, the <laughs> Suck a license <laughs> through a fuel line. Yeah, we'll um, go with that one. But yeah, we'll move on to... Uh, well, let, let's go with Amelyn Andretti, just because they finished with a, a single point. Yep. Um, yeah. Look, they're, they're not looking terrible, by any means. Um no. With, you know, we talk about famous uh, American names. Yeah. Andretti's the most famous, yeah. you'd probably say. Yeah. Um, and a fucking top bloke, too. Like, you can't even talk, just real nice guy, uh, very intelligent with analysis of races as well, mm. but real a real fan of racing, if it makes sense. He's always doing his part to promote it and, you know, get it into the media and put it in a good light. Yeah. And while, more people like that. Well, Di Silvestro did crash out, friends... Um, Friends, yeah. He had a Friends. really good run. Yeah, he did. He had some very nice passes as well. And yeah. Look, uh, I don't know much about the bloke, but uh, I reckon he's one to watch. Yeah, yeah. For a guy who, you know, seems to have, in, well, as far as I'm concerned, uh, jumped out of nowhere a little bit. I've heard the name before. Yeah, GP2 is racing in. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he's a, he's a he Dutch lad. Did he test for Formula 1? I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, I believe so. With... Um, Caterham or something like that. I know he was running in uh, Renault 3.5. Yeah. Um, he has had some tests with Sauber. Ah, okay. Yep. Uh, with the young drivers' test in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. He's got no cash though. 
Yeah, that's that's always the issue. Um, oh yeah, because he, yeah. he he lost his he didn't get a spot in favour of Gutierrez, so that explains everything. Yeah, um, he he was added to Red Bull as well as an option, but Red Bull have got so many got options, yeah. drivers. Yeah, um, <laughs> don't have an engine. Yeah, and then last year he was reserved for Caterham, and you know obviously yeah. they had their issues. Yeah, yeah lots of issues. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, he's knocking on the door of F1. Yeah, and I think FE will be uh, a great option for F1 to see how what he's about. But unfortunately, yeah. it's probably going to come down to money. Yeah, well, I think it, um, with the post-race penalty to uh, Abt, I think Freen's actually picked up the last point. He did. He uh, got ninth. Yep. Based on well, yeah, yeah, Abt getting dropped back. Yeah, Abt got the penalty for unsafe release in the pit box, which again we didn't see. No, we, so we just have to sort of take it as take a word as for a it. Given. Yeah. Um, the next thing was that uh, Trulli, um, oh yeah, decided to use a an alternate transportation group. Yeah, shipping um, company. Yeah, because DHL are one of the sponsors and. DHL yeah. Motorsport are designed solely for motorsport. Yeah. And apparently the Chinese authorities held on to some parts and truly couldn't get their car ready for scrutineering. Yeah. Um, which makes you wonder, like, is DHL gone, Oi, can uh, China, can you just hold on to this shit for a while? Yeah. <laughs> and they've gone to truly as like, here's the fucking deal. You get with us, yeah. no parts for you. I think with DHL as well, they do a group shipping. So all the teams uh, combine mm. all their shit and DHL sends it through. I reckon Shirley's gone. Nah, I know a bloke <laughs> working out of Sicily. Um, we'll, we'll get we'll get it shipped over there. No worries. Uh, along with some other stuff coming out of China, and apparently it was the motor, electronic motor. So it had the chassis in there, yeah. but the motor got held on in um, in whatever you call it, customs. Yeah. But they've still got it today. They've mm. still got it, and it's looking like they're not going to be able to make it to Malaysia. Well, yeah. I mean, the problem is there's now 43 Chinese teams ready to compete because <laughs> yeah. they managed to copy it. Yeah, exactly. They're just reverse engineering. Going, yeah, you're going to back now. <laughs> We're gonna, you're going to have. Uh, Formula Re. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a bit of a fuck up. Yeah, still uh, ongoing too, but it's truly so. I don't care too much to us. Yeah, pretty much. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's all right, but I just love taking shit on him. Um, well, you know, if you're going to make your own team, fuck it. Yeah, you can't like everyone, otherwise, no fun, can it? Hmm. Uh, yeah, so. Moving on from there, we'll go to Venturi. Yep. Um, look, they're probably struggling a little bit. Uh, Jacques Villeneuve has decided he's going to run around a bit. Um, you know, fair play to him. He's driving all right until he kind of came together with DaCosta. Yeah. Um, DaCosta's kind of got a bit of a bad rep. Yeah. But, um, well, that that's just the way racing goes sometimes. Uh, the funny thing is, you've got Villeneuve, who's 44, and yeah. Sarazen, who's 39. Yeah. So that's, what, 83 years of age combined. That's like a Bernie Eccleston. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but most combined the ages of most other teams, and they wouldn't add up to Villeneuve. Yeah. Um, I actually like Sarazen's race. I thought he had some really nice, clean passes in there. I actually did, too. Uh, he was... First half of the race, he was fairly quiet. As soon yep. as the car changed, he seemed to just go, nah, I'm having this. Yeah. And uh, managed to jump up to uh, to eighth, I believe. Yep, to eighth. Yeah. And get a quick two-pointer. Yeah. Um, he had some nice, daring moves. Yeah. Uh, managed the car well as well. Mm, uh, mm. Drove a real tidy, tidy race. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, and obviously Villeneuve jumped in for Heidfeld, who uh, jumped off of the Spark Renault uh, Venturi from last year. Yep. But uh, yeah, look, they they did okay. They had their option, their moments. But uh, geez, it's funny having the old boys running around. 
Yeah, yeah, it's getting that way. But I mean, you need that bit of experience in there, I suppose. You normally have an experienced driver and a younger driver, but yeah. now you've got two old boys who, you know, probably have to go have a lie down after the race. They're <laughs> <laughs> not going to party; they're just going to chill. Well, they they get a senior nap in the pit stop anyway. I think get this power nap. Yeah. Well, anyway, and then obviously uh, De Costa crashed in Villanova, and De Costa's coming from um, Team Aguri. Uh, Aguri is one of those names that is famous in motorsport, but it's not famous for being awesome. It's famous for being almost there. Yeah. Well, Aguri, the Super Aguri. is the one that owns Suzuki. Is that the guy? I believe so. Yeah. And his son started that, um, the uh, fucking F1 team, when they had Super Aguri, which I think turned into Spiker, or was Spiker, turned into Super Aguri, and turned into Toro Rosso, I think. Yeah. And they got, um, it was a Japanese driver, Mario Nakajima, I think, in, in his F1 seat. Can't remember. Don't don't quote me on that one. But um, they had a history in racing, just well, not doing very well. Well, yeah, they had uh, Takuma Sato, uh, Yuji Aide, yep. Sakon Yamamoto. Oh, yeah. So they had uh, Anthony Davis in there as well. Yeah. yeah, they decided to get a white guy in, um, and he got smashed, so they were pretty happy with that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway. Um, the other thing is, last year they had uh, Catherine Legg and also... Uh, Yamamoto and Sato. Yep. This year they've just gone with Tacosta and uh, Berthon. They've yeah. uh, jumped in a Frenchman, which is yeah. always interesting. Well, yeah, he had some good raps on him coming into the mm. season as well. I didn't know anything about it, never heard of him, so did a bit of research. And those in the know said that he had the talent. Um, they said one to look out for. Well, yeah, he's been driving in Formula Series for uh, three years. Yep. And he's, you know, he's doing pretty well in GP2. He's, he's got a win and a fastest lap. He's yeah. not uh, not spectacular by any means, but uh, he's 26, so he's at that age where he has to start pushing forward. Because yep. if you make it to 30, you've never been in F1, you're never going in F1. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which, you know, it may not be the end goal for everyone, but, mm. well, it's, it probably, yeah, it probably is. probably is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if you're driving open wheels, you want to get to F1 or IndyCar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're not from America, it's probably going to be F1 is yep. your goal. Yeah. Uh, if you're from America, F1 might be your goal, but you might struggle. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah. So Berton, he's he's done okay, done I guess. Pretty well, um, he ended up. We ended up finishing in the race. Berton, yeah. Uh, he ended up getting points. Eighth. Oh yeah, eighth. Yep, That's eighth. Good so you got quick four, yep. uh, which is good for opening race. Yeah, and you know, more importantly, managed to beat his teammate. Yep. Granted, the teammate was not finishing. Yeah, but he, um, he eight, did his best. To... You, you beat your teammate. You've done well. 80% of your job. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting you're not getting told off this week, so... No, no. Although, if your teammate crashes out, then he's yeah. probably going to cop most of it anyway. That's true. Because uh, teams can handle losing, but if yeah. you're losing and paying for body work and yeah. everything else, it makes it uh, doubly hard. Yeah, it's like going to your team, hey, how would you like to work all night, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> Get fucked. Yeah. But, uh, moving on to Virgin Racing... Yep. Um, I quite like Sam Bird. Yeah, he's done uh, very well. He's one of those blokes that I didn't know much about yep. coming in. Yep. Um, but last year he made some really good moves, and 
This year, his passing was spectacular. Yeah, and they've partnered up with Citroen this year, Virgin. They're going to be their mm. partner manufacturer. Mm. And, and Sam Bird did really good passing the race. Uh, looked to be a lot more mature than um, how he was last season. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's one to look out for. We gave him good wraps uh, last season as well. I think he might have been in the shop. It was the long shot for the championship going to the last, last couple of rounds, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, look out for him. He'll be a fan favourite amongst the British as well, so... Well, yeah, the other thing is, too, he's also doubling up with um, WEC, running the LMP2, oh, okay. the G-Drive. Yep. So he's one of those blokes that just fucking busy as hell. Yeah. Because um, yep. I imagine it'd be quite different to drive Formula E, which is reasonably sedate by yeah. um, full... Lunatic standards. Yeah, full-level motorsport standards. And then to jump into uh, an LMP2 car, Yeah. which... You know, is as close to unlimited as you can kind of get. Yeah. Um, it just shows the class of a driver when you can make those adaptations. Yeah, and, and especially the different classes. Like one's open wheel, the other one's not. Not uh, quite. Not quite. Yeah. Uh, open cockpit. Yeah. But um, you know, he's twenty eight, so he's he's been around a few years. Yeah. But um, get some exposure as well. So. Yeah, I don't think we'll see him in F one. No. But I think he could be the sort of guy that uh, Formula E could go to and make him their poster boy especially yep. being English yeah exactly because um, Europe is the centre of international motorsport yep. and you American guys out there can argue that uh, you've got some great motorsport and you do yep. but just no one want, no one else around the world really watches it as much or, or participates well a few of them jump over there like you've got Takuma Sato running over there I mean got... manufacturers like oh that too yeah um, Toyota's in India isn't it yeah it is I know they do components and stuff like McLaren do components over there mm. Delara as well yeah. I think they build the chassis. But, uh, you know, if you're not racing in Monaco, you're not racing. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fucking rule. Um, unfortunately, Formula E does have Monaco. I'd love to see them open up to the, the full track just to see them go through the tunnel. But, uh, well, maybe they will later in the season. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe they won't make it out the end of the tunnel. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Could run out of juice for the whole lap. <laughs> and the other driver for uh, Virgin is Jev. Um, yeah. He was running all right in parts, but just didn't seem to quite have it. Yeah, yeah, it seemed to be just a touch off, and yeah. it's a common thing with Jev. He has these little weekends where he's a touch off, and he'll blame someone for it, I'm sure. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> good to see Jev come in though at the expense of Jaime Aljaswari. Yep, the DJ Aljaswari. Oh, poor bastard. Um, Aljaswari is one of those drivers I like. Yeah, but he's just no. No, was he the one that got in trouble for clocking some dude in a nightclub? Yeah, was that yeah, yeah. Actually, um, there was a couple. There was Sutil as well, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. Sutil punched him. I can't remember. Ah, yeah, oh, yeah. there was a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. But um, funny thing is, punch anyway. you know, Aldrasuari is only 25 years old and he's already retired. Yeah. Um, he's retired after, well, let's say a middling um, career. He never really smashed it, but, uh, yeah. you know, he did, did all right. I mean, you make it F1, you have to be a spectacular yeah. driver anyway. I mean, he did just as ordinary as his teammates, so... Yeah, and yeah. He's, he scored points, which is hard in a, a second-string team like Toro Rosso. Yeah. But um, the fact that he can retire at 25... <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, even being a middling driver, he's probably pulled in more money than I'll ever see in my life. So, fair play to him. But, um, yeah, Jev is another one of the hard luck stories, in a way, that uh, just never quite able to put it away. He's yeah. the same age. Yep. But um, just hasn't managed to become elite level. And just must be looking over at Dan Ricardo going, motherfuck. Oh, absolutely. 
I'm a massive Ricardo fan. I make no apologies for that. Yeah. But, um, you know, Jev pushed him and uh, in in many ways was a, a better racecraft driver than Ricardo, except for the fact that Ricardo ended up giving a bit of a hiding in the end. But anyway, um, that's virgin. Um, they probably sell the team at some stage. Who knows? Yeah. Um, we've already touched on ne- Nextev and then Mahindra. Yep. Um, they are looking pretty good, to be honest. Uh, it seems like a battle of two of two different teams in one team because you had Senna pretty much picking up the back of the field most of the race, but you had um, so Heidfeld, yeah, Heidfeld, who actually did quite well at the front. Hmm. Um, Heidfeld was probably he, he did well to hold off. Yeah. Um, he was holding off. Duval, Duval yeah. 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 Um, and Duval was all over everything trying to get past him. Yeah. Um, he almost managed to drain his batteries trying to get by. Yeah. But um, Heidfeld showed good racecraft to keep him behind him, making his car five lanes wide. Yep. And I mean, last time he tried to do that, I think it was with Prost, he ended up doing a somersault and looked like he died. <laughs> walked out of the car, though. I think that might be on the website. Yeah. But um, look, that was quite a good, uh, quite a good run from him. Yeah, yeah, I thought he did very well, very well. Uh, yeah, mature race, done well to keep um, what's name behind him. Yeah, and it, look, when you look at how Senna went, then you've got to think he's done something right, or <sighs> Senna's done something incredibly wrong. I think Senna has to retire. Like, honestly, I coming from probably the most famous name in open wheel racing. Yeah, it's always hard. Yeah, but when you're not good enough to make it in F1. It's ten times harder, and then when yeah. you're not really threatening in Formula E, despite the fact he's he'd have crazy money behind him. Yeah, like you put Senna on a T-shirt, people will buy it. Yeah, um, you put it on a car, people will watch it. Yeah, but the fact that you got Nelson Piquet Jr. who's getting the fan boost and Senna's not, he's getting the money and Senna's not, he's getting the results that Senna's not. Yeah, and no one likes him. <laughs> yeah, um, I I really wish Bruno was better than what he is. Yeah, but. Oh, look, he's a he's a good driver, deserves his drive on talent, but he's never going to win the championship. I'll, I'll go out there and say it. Sorry, bloke, you're 32. Yeah. Put money on him now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're not going to win the flag. Um, so that was, yeah, that's kind of sad. And but I mean, he's racing for Mahindra, who I mean, let's be honest, not a whole lot to do with racing. So there's a good chance of probably going Senna. Fuck it, that's the only person I've heard of. Hire him. <laughs> well, and Heidfeld's 38 years old. Um, I actually didn't realise he was that old, to be honest. Yeah. But um, he's he's done very well, had a, a good veteran race, yep. and managed to pick up third. So, you know, getting on the podium, he's done the best of the veterans. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, happy with that. Yeah, although Degrassi's, uh, he's seen a few footy seasons. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's 31, which makes him one of the older lads. But, uh, you know, I think once you're over 35, uh, you, you, you're doing an amazing job to still be in the... In the top flight. Yeah. He probably won a championship at some point, usually. Yeah. Unfortunately, Degrassi's always just been an almost ran. But uh, yeah, they've done all right. And Mahindra's first year is a full constructor as well. So maybe we'll see some improvements as the year goes on. Um, or maybe next year will be a year where they can really start challenging. Yeah. Yeah. But um, either way, moving up from there, we're looking at uh, Dragon Racing. Yep. Oh, sorry. Mr. Ab- Abd. Yeah. Um. They're looking pretty dangerous, to be honest. With the Audi money behind them, they're always going to be pretty dangerous. Yeah. Uh, Degrassi managed to finish second. Yep. 
scoring minus 18 points. Uh, Daniel Abd, 11th, he dropped down after getting that penalty, yeah. which, again, yeah. we didn't fucking see because of the um, commentary Shit. and the yeah. uh, coverage. Yeah. But, um, yeah, look, Ab- Abd did okay. But, it helps uh, when Dad owns a team. Well, yeah. It never hurts. Um, but uh, then again, it hasn't done Proster a lot of good. But... Um, it's nice to see Degrassi getting some results. Yeah. By all accounts, he's one of those good guys. Yeah, he's managed to always be doing something. You know what I mean? Because um, he's always on the fringe of F1. I think he had lots of reserve drives. Uh, yeah. But he's always got his name around somewhere. Oh, he's test-driven for Renault, Honda. Um, I think he actually had a bit of a rival with Senna as well. But, um, you know, when he sort of put his hand up and said, I beat Bruno Senna, a whole bunch of other guys said, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's... Like I said, Renault, Honda, uh, Virgin, he was involved with them too. Um, just never quite able to create any hype. And he was the Pirelli tyre tester as well. Yeah. Um, back in 2011, I believe. So we can blame him. Well, yeah, I guess so. Fuck it. Yeah, his fault. Screw him. Yeah, um, yeah but then we move up to uh, Dragon. Yep. Who had a, a nice, solid run. Um even though they didn't podium, they did manage to finish uh, fifth and eighth, so yeah. two drivers scoring points, and managed to, by that, be the second most successful constructor over the Beijing weekend. Yeah. Louis um, Duval drove a very good race as well. I thought he drove a fantastic race, and he was the right mix of daring and yeah. conservative when he needed to be. Yeah, and he picked up from last season as well, because he was driving very smart there. Uh, he did very well to be able to always get the extra lap uh, yes. last year's car. And look, we we touched on that earlier, but um, being able to take that extra lap is utterly vital. Because yeah. um, we did see that uh, there was a full course yellow, yeah. which is another one of the changes we didn't touch on earlier, was yeah. the, the virtual safety car. Um, yeah. By having a full course yellow, it means that they don't need to wait for the cars to queue up behind the safety car. They don't need to wait for the safety car to come off. So you can get back to racing quicker, Yeah, uh, which is fantastic because no one wants a, a a safety car to decide a race. Yeah. Although having the cars bunched up can add to the excitement. Yeah, but when you've got 26 laps, you don't yeah. want to see uh, five to ten of them wasted just trying to catch up the safety car. Exactly. Um, but with this, uh, what we did see happen was that when all the cars came in on lap 13, and a whole bunch of guys, including uh, Duval and uh, PK Jr. and a few other guys, mm. were able to go the extra lap, when the cars come out of the pit, Obviously, you've got cold brakes, cold tyres. Yeah. That's when you're going to have a crash, if any time. Yeah. And that's what did happen. So when the full course yellow comes out, all the cars circling have to slow down. Yeah. But your pit stop is still the same length of time because everyone's on the same length of pit stop. Yeah. Because um, the car change of rules. So from that, there was no laps that um, Pico Junior Duval and those did under a yellow yeah. up to that point because they were all flying laps, essentially. So it's a massive advantage to be able to take that second stop because the odds of a crash happening after the pit are so much more likely. And if 90% of the the grid is pitting on lap 13 and you're able to go 14, the chance of you taking advantage of that is, well, the best chance you're going to get. Yeah, that's it. Um, Because let's face it, you're not doing an undercut in Formula E. Yeah. Um, You've got minimum pit stop time, so... Yeah. We're going to work. Yeah, so... That was something that they were able to do very well. And also with that, you get that one less lap you have to do on the second car, so you've got you can that wick up. extra power spread across that 10 or 15 laps, whatever they would turn out to be, or you know, 13 or something. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, you get the extra boost for that last half, last half of the race. Yeah, and Deval's been around a while too. Um, geez, he, he started off way back at Formula Renault in '03. He's 33 oh, years old, so he's uh, he's had a fair crack at bits of everything. He's done Super GT, he's done Formula Japan, done A1, done 24 Hour Le Mans, gone all over the shop. Mm. Um, but uh, look, he had a pretty good race. Could be a late bloomer. Maybe, maybe. Um, and obviously partnered with D'Ambrosio. Yep. Um, 29 years old, so he's he's been around a bit. Never in uh, in a good F1 team. He had yeah. Virgin and Lotus, and that was back when Lotus was in a bit of struggle. Yeah. Um, never bothered the scorer. Never really placed a point, which has got to be a bit shit yep. uh, if you're a driver like that. Because, you know, he's like, I was, I was driving in Formula 1. I'm like, well, mate, I wasn't, and we both got the same amount of Formula 1 <laughs> yeah. points. Um yeah. He's probably got twenty million dollars more than I do, but well, probably not. He wasn't racing for the good teams. <laughs> no, he might have been. He might have spent twenty yeah, million. He might be in debt. <laughs> Who knows? That's it's... why he's still racing at four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing a Brent Harvey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, both of those guys did really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very impressive and consistent. Which, if you're going to get money out of this, you've got yeah. to be consistent. Yeah. And Dragon had a revolving door of drivers last year. Yeah. They had, uh, bloody hell, who? Did they have that? No, they, they kept a lot of people in, but uh, the only other one they had was Servia, uh, who really didn't do much. But prior to that, they were competing, competing in IndyCar with every bastard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think they'll do all right. I mean, consistency will win you a Constructors' Championship, or at least get money back from the Constructors' Championship. Yeah. And look, they're sitting second, which is fantastic, considering they didn't have anyone on the podium. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good effort actually. Yeah, like yeah, like I said, that consistency, um, especially across new technology with these cars, uh, it's reliability or understanding of of uh, race strategy and that it's sort of new and being developed with uh, the new changes with engines and drivetrains and whatnot this year. Yeah, and um, you know, number one team was Renault Edams, and my boy Buemi smashed it. Yep. got uh, got the hat trick with the fastest lap pole plus the big number one. Yeah. Um, for, those, I, for those that don't know, you get points for those uh, in Formula E. Yeah, uh, which we've said many, many times, F1 should do the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get three points for pole, two points for fastest lap, which to me, you've got interest right until the end of the race at that way. Yeah, um, and right down the list of runners. Yeah, because you, you might uh, have had a spin yep. in the opening lap and yep. gone to the back of the grid, which means you're pretty much fucked. Yeah. But if you can jump out after the pit stop and go, screw it, I'm just going to turn the wick up. Yeah, and that's it. Teams down the bottom who who aren't really have a good chance of getting into the top top ten scoring points, mm. they've still got something to to race for because one or two points for them makes a huge difference towards yeah. the end of the season. And the unique part unique part about Formula E is that your lap, uh, probably two laps after the pit stop, has just as much chance of being a fastest lap as the last lap yeah, because yeah. there's no uh, fuel being yeah. burned. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only difference will be the the tire wear, the brake wear, that sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, also, you have to think with uh, a lot of them being street circuits, they probably rubber in through a race as well. Yeah, I, I don't think they're quite long enough. Um, yeah, true, true. But you know, oh, it would have an effect, and they don't drive full slicks either. They, yeah, they've got more an intermediate style. The grooves, you know, eight-inch rims on these cars too, mm. which is a bit different from Formula One. I was saying too before when um, oh, De Costa had his crash. Yeah, those rims are fucking nice. They look awesome, don't they? Yeah. I, I, astounds me that there isn't a place you can buy those rims for a road car. Yeah, I have to see what the stud pattern is. Yeah, well, <laughs> if, if, I'll tell you what, if, on the skyline. if they come to Sydney, uh, 
I might have to have a word with uh, DHL Motorsport. <laughs> I'll have to have a word with some of the labs down in the docks. <laughs> we'll get one of the whole cars. <laughs> we'll drive around Bankstown, one of those suckers. I'll tell you what, I'll pick on Truly again, because fuck them. Um, <laughs> imagine they turn up, where's the fucking cars? Yeah. Boy, mate, what cars? Yeah, exactly. I don't know what cars. you're talking about, bro. What are you talking about, mate? Fuck no you. fucking car here. What do you call me a liar? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that happened. Um, but, oh, the other thing is too, Buemi managed to do that without a boost. He didn't yeah, need a fan boost. Too. Yeah, um, The fan boosts were uh, Turby, Bird, and uh, Pico Jr. So yeah. the two English boys, which just shows that uh, England has figured out the hashtag. Yeah. Um, and also probably because none of their sporting fans are watching the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah, also. Because <laughs> they bailed out. <laughs> uh, they got fucking smashed. Uh, one of the other things as well is that I find it interesting that Buemi is out the front for the whole race because they've opened up those developmental aspects of um, this season for uh, mm. engineering. And so it's going to really motivate the development side, um, research side, when they're looking at other cars and going, all right, why is that an advantage and how it works? And yeah. you get that collective knowledge of, of this sport that's going to drive it forward, but they've done it smartly where it's going to be in increments. It's not just going to be completely open from the start. Yeah, I think we saw uh, Prost running about fourth. Yeah. Um, I think he ran third, yeah, third. Yeah, up until the, um, the pod came off. Yeah. So had that happened, they'd be smashing it. In yep. the uh, drivers' champ, uh, the uh, constructors' championship as well, the drivers. Yeah, but um, and he was, he was trying not his best not to come in as well. Yeah, <laughs> even after he's been black flagged, nah, not coming in. Yeah, it was all in French, so um, I couldn't pick up any of the swear words, which is all the French I know. Yep. Um, but uh, let's just say he was pretty unhappy with being told he had to come in. I think yeah. he, it sounded like he was saying it's fine. Yeah, but yeah. when you got the rear wing hanging off. Um, yeah, it, it's not fine. Yeah, and especially where with what happened, you know, with a couple of deaths or Justin Wilson's death, where loose parts coming flying off and hitting people in the head causes yeah. death. You can't take that risk anymore, you know. No, and look, yeah, these are a bit slower, but that rear wing—if you run into that driving at two hundred yeah. k's an hour—you're yeah. in trouble. They're sharp, man. I mean, not literally sharp, but at two hundred k's an hour, that going yeah. into your visor—bad news. A loaf of Very bread at two hundred k's an hour can cause damage. Yeah. Um, but speaking of causing damage, there was a cat almost fucked things up. Yeah, in the last couple of laps. Yeah, someone had to go hungry for dinner. Yeah, it's um, it was weird too. It's funny you see a couple of chefs chasing them down the main street <laughs> in Beijing. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, street food, literally. Yeah, yeah, actually, you're right too. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, we go. Um, yeah, and look, Edam's obviously the team to beat, which is uh fantastic because. In the one race we've seen from Formula E, yep. uh, Renault have done more innovation than they have in Formula One. Well, they've actually done something. Exactly. They, they've rocked up. Um, <laughs> they've done something. Uh, taken a bit of initiative, which probably expa- explains why they haven't done fuck all in Formula One. Because they've gone, eh, f- yeah, this one's easier. We'll just do that. <laughs> um, and, you know, the EDAMS team have been very thankful to Renault. The, yeah. They've learned from Red Bull. So yeah. they've, they've said, thanks, Renault. You, do, you guys are doing great. Thanks. Uh, keep turning up. Uh, keep giving us an engine. Yeah, um, I wonder if they actually build this engine. Because <laughs> I think Mechachrome have built the one in F1, so I don't know if they even build their own in this one. Well, let's just say Renault will take the bows regardless. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, and so that was uh, that was what happened. Buemi absolutely smashed it. Um, I assume he drove a really good race because I didn't see much of him. I, yeah, apart from the start, I don't, don't remember seeing him at all, or the last lap. But the thing is, the last lap was in, when the overtakings and th- things were happening, so you didn't want to see him in the last lap because he's out there 10 seconds ahead by himself or something. Well, yeah, he was. I think it was about three seconds up after the first lap and yeah. stretched it out to about 20 seconds at some yeah, stage. Yeah, something like that. Then it was just... I'd still running similar power as well. 
Yeah, it was just a, a bit of a joke. Yeah, he wasn't really. burning at both ends or anything. No, he was just uh, able to run reasonably conservatively and just killed it. And in yeah. the end, he was only 11 seconds up, but uh, he, he had the wick turned down for yeah. plenty of the last laps. So 11 seconds in a race is a lifetime, especially 26 laps. Yeah, it's like he, he put in a, a good time for the uh, fastest lap bonus and then just went, oh, you know, I, I can chill from here. Yeah, yeah, I'm, en- I'm enjoying my time. Yeah, and when you're 10 seconds ahead with five laps to go, yeah, game's over. Yep. Um, yeah, exactly. Especially when you know you can always turn the wick back up. Um, but yeah, all in all, pretty entertaining race, got to say. Not a bad race. And it was, yeah, mainly, I mean, it's all a feeling out process at the moment, being second season and new rules coming in, uh, new development. So it was interesting and it's got me enticed to uh, expect a good season. And um, they can still develop powertrains in season, I believe, but the chassis is frozen. Is that correct? I believe so. I think uh, they want to focus on the technology rather than the aero, yeah. which is a very, very smart way to go because yeah. the thing you're always going to pitch is that formula e is electrical yeah um and aero is expensive oh shit yes but um if you can have a standardized aero yep you know within within reason yeah um they can do some modifications like uh changing the amount of downforce in the front and rears but remember yep. um i think it was pk last year got uh penalized for covering over some of the holes you could have yeah. for the adjustments on the front wing yeah and then halfway through the race they'd pull them off or something like that yeah um, no. but having a, a reasonably standardized aero means that the parts they are developing are parts that can be of interest to general road users. Yeah. Cause as we see electric cars becoming more and more popular, yeah. you're seeing exciting electric cars like, uh, the BMW i8. That's gorgeous. I, 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 yeah. I don't know. There's one down on Doncaster road. Oh, it's fucking spectacular. I always slow down when I go past it. It's um, fucking gorgeous. It, it, it's beautiful from every angle. Yeah. Yeah. Like whether it's front end or rear end. Yeah. It looks spectacular. Yeah. Um, it's Even all in a white and the little blue accents looks fucking gorgeous. Yeah. It's also about two hundred eighty thousand bucks, but yeah. uh, the probably, same with the Tesla Roadster. Probably but, got a range of sixty k's or something. Yeah, but as things go on, it'll get cheaper. Um, yeah. And also, you get the instant talk. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we, we've spoken so much about it, but just that instant tear your head back and just ripping it. Yeah, it's fantastic. You don't get that sort of um, Chevy badge on a Commodore growl. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but you do get that performance. And I, I love that sleeper aspect to electric cars. Yeah, me too. And I would imagine that a lot of the, the intellectual property that they develop in this is a lot more profitable based on this is an emerging uh, sort yeah, of technology. absolutely. And its application outside of racing is more applicable than, let's say, um, the technology that F1 have got in their cars at the moment. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think we're going to see this being the technology that's applied into road cars much yeah. sooner than the F1 tech. Yeah. Um, well, McLaren have got in on board this season as well, providing technology. So I think they'll have uh, double interest with being able to sell that IP, but also uh, maybe shift some across to their F1 or with Honda. Yeah. Um, one of the surprising things for me is that Renault don't really have a performance electric car yet. They don't have a performance car full stop. Well... <laughs> They did have some um, uh, concepts that yeah, they used, but, but th- th- then they gave up. Yeah, they've the electric cars. They've got a you know the Zoe, which is like a just wart. Where, where's, where's that one? Sorry, uh, Jesus! Just, it's an electric vehicle that looks like a, a Camry uh, had a turd. Kind of looks like a Golf with Down syndrome. Yeah. Well, it's got a lot more, a lot less emissions, emissions than a Golf. Yeah, yeah. Golf. 
<laughs> I'm the golf. <laughs> We're going to hell. Uh, thalidomide golf. Yeah. Uh, and then you got the Twizzy, which is like a, a smart car just decided to it's, it's, fuck its uncle. It's almost like that personal car that Jeremy Clarkson built on Top Gear. Yeah. Do you remember that one where he, where he, he had, strapped himself to it? Yeah, and he had um, the armor. Yeah. The Ned yeah. Kelly style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it looks like someone's got a a pram yeah. and decided to put a washing machine on it. Yep. Um, even painting it a pretty color makes it shit. Yeah. Like, you'd try and paint it clear if you could. Just try and yeah, color it. I could save that design um, just by making it a transformable, wearable object. This is could, true. Can you imagine if you had the wheels sort of around your knees and uh, the other ones on your wrists and <laughs> the battery pack on your back? If you could transform in that thing, I'd buy it. This would change the prostitution industry. <laughs> <laughs> you there, stop. It's the game changer. <laughs> I mean, you'd probably have to drive around with your ankles on your forehead, but uh, people would do it. You'd be comfortable doing it. And then um, there are other electric vehicles, the Kangoo. Yeah. Now, I'm assuming they're trying to work with Kango. Yeah. But Kangoo just sounds like a marsupial spunk. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going with that one. But it even looks like um, like a Ford Transit. That, you know, on, on Street Rod, how you could chop the roof? Yeah. It looks like they've got a Ford Transit and Street Rod had chopped the roof off it. it looks like a Ford Transit with an underbite. Yeah, like, yeah, actually. Know, <laughs> I am Ford Transit. Oh, yeah. Well, what's that real... Fucking a llama? Sh- no, I think actually like the Lancer. What's fucking Liada? Liada. One of the real crappy looking cars. Yeah. Anyway, look Lama. it up on their on their website. It's tough to do a shit a job. Yeah. It it looks like a dick that's had half a circumcision. <laughs> yeah, we'll go uh, with that's, that one. As, that's as good as I can make that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, if that's what happened, actually, if you had the kangoo and put two twizzies. Just uh, around and beside it, you've got a cock. <laughs> you've got a yeah. And then oh. the the Zoe is like the cum stain that's just left on the side. <laughs> the the Zoe, you just open up the back of it, the hatch. You've that's got the, a cunt. That's the other funny thing. The the um for the the Zoe, I think it is. The charging point is actually front and center, right between the headlights. Is it? So it's pretty much the Jap eye. It's almost like the a, a urethra. Yes. Check. It's like an STI check, more or less. <laughs> it's it's not good. Yeah. But um I'll put pictures of these up on our website too. I'll do a comprehensive post so all this information's in our website. Also a rundown of all the teams and whatnot. Yeah, yeah so that's that's more us. dick jokes. So we've probably bagged Renault as much as Red Bull have in, in that uh, yeah. ten minute rant. To be fair, we bag everyone though. We oh like absolutely, be, absolutely. Even each other. We like to be fair in our unfairness. Yeah, we're equal opportunity shitheads. Right, yeah. Um but what the point I was making was that Renault are developing a fantastic Formula E car. If you're going to yep. do that, if you're going to make performance yeah. electrical engines, then at yep. least make a car that's worthy of them. And the colour scheme even looks awesome. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Whoever's doing that one, put look, it across. Look, all you have to do, just go to Hyundai and look at their Hyundai Coupe. Yeah. Not a great car. Yeah. Not a bad car. Not a great car. Get something like that that you can make cheaply. Yeah. Throw your engines in it and let it go. And that's all you've got to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, you should be able to get cheap plans for the uh, Truly engine now as well. So <laughs> stick that one in there. Pick them up down the markets. The options of having a good electric car are out there now. Like yeah. Mercedes are doing it. Yeah. BMW are doing it. Um, Tesla. Tesla are doing it. The fantastic job. Mm. Why not make an exciting car? Rather yeah. than this, a set of agates and a fucking yeah. dick and then a bloody, I don't know. Yeah, I thought, I thought we all learnt from the Nissan Leaf. Oh, 
Chode car. Not. Um, but yeah, so Renault are, are looking spectacular in Formula E and yeah. shite on the road. Yep. Um, but yeah, the next race we're coming up is to Punta del Este in Uruguay. No, no, no. We've got Patricia. What? Oh, hang on. No, sorry. I'm 2014. Don't mind me. That's my third strike. I'm out. <laughs> I actually know. That's round three. My bad. I've fucked it up too. Hang on. It is Puncha. Yeah. Puncha. Yeah. 7th November. Yeah, no. Yeah. I fucked that up. Uh, Punta del Este is 19th of December. I've got a right and still managed to fuck it up. Oh. I've got no right to call anyone else retarded on this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is pots and kettles and all that sort of shit. Oh, shizen. So we're going to Malaysia. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a long break. Yeah, wasn't it? Um, so, uh, Malaysia. This weekend too, it is. Um, 7th of November so not this weekend next weekend next weekend yeah well then fucking what's truly going on about that should be get their engine there no worries well because China haven't let go of it yet they've still got it yeah you got a week you can just pay someone it's all good (laughs) and they know how it works maybe they just don't have uh, enough euros or amateurs American dollars but um, the track I actually really really like it yeah it looks sweet doesn't it yeah I mean you've got you've got everything you want you've got the nice sweeping well, we'll start off with it um the main straight it runs parallel to the pit lane, as you'd expect. But well, um, the thing is, you wouldn't actually expect that in Formula E these days because hardly <laughs> ever they do. Well, true enough. But like uh, like Melbourne, you've got a quick right left after yep. the main, and then you know some nice ninety degree turns on four and five, uh, three, four, five, and yeah. six. So you go, you know, quick right, right. It's left, kind of like right. Pinocchio laying on his back. Yeah, no, and then a nice little medium sweeper with seventh into a pretty hard. Um, what do they call the, the top gear turn that's like that? Oh, the hammerhead. Hammerhead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's You know, into a, a tight right, into a very tight left, and then another couple of lefts into the hairpin at 11. Into a nipple. <laughs> into the... Actually, if you look at it the other way, it's a knob. Everything's a fucking knob. Um, <laughs> and then you've got a gentle 12 into a nice long curve 13, tightening onto 14 onto the main straight. That 14, that uh, final turn in the main, that is where you can see a lot of action. Yeah. Yeah, I hope um, I haven't actually literally seen the track. We're looking at the, like the outline of it at the moment, but I hope it's not tight. I hope they allow two lines going through there. Well, as far as I'm aware, the, this is the really the um, the main event for uh, Putaraya. Oh, okay. I hope you don't say from that. Yeah, fuck no. Putraya. Um, well, leaving comments if you know how it's exactly pronounced. I'm. Yeah. I'm Australian, so I'm just going <laughs> to bastardise it, as is my cultural right, apparently. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah. Last year, we saw Nico Prost uh, get a nice little win there. Yep. Um, yeah. More importantly, we didn't see Buemi finish. So he'll be very keen to make up for that. Yeah. And look, at with the engine that, or the package that he's got, he'll be very confident going into this weekend. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um Keep an eye on turn 14. That's where the action's going to happen. Turn 11, that tight uh, tight hairpin, it's going to be interesting to see which drivers crash. Yep. But uh, 14 is where you're going to see drivers taking a nice um, a nice wide line from 13, yep. and they're just going to try and cut in and just get on the gas straight away. Yep. So to me, that is where the race is going to be decided uh, for the first five laps. Yeah. Um, and also, I like that... Uh, first one-two corner. It's almost like Melbourne, the first one-two where you'll see someone trying to throw it up the inside and there'll be contact. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I fucked up before. It wasn't uh, Prost. Prost got pole, but uh, didn't win. It was Sam Bird that won. Um, and when we finished on the podium, yep. even though he didn't, uh, he went from the back of the grid to 
uh, finished third. So he'll be looking to get the top step. Yep. And, and obviously he likes the, the track. So we'll see it happen. Uh, this is the one where Senna had that uh, spectacular collision too. Um, so we'll um, have to see how that goes. Yep. Yeah. But uh, who won the fastest lap? That was, was Prost. I'll just worry, I think. Yeah, I'll just worry. Oh, sorry. Yep. Oh, he's got um, yeah, I'll just worry. 124.49. Yeah, so he's got the fast lap. Um, I don't think we'll see I'll just worry do it again. I think it'll be... Yeah. If you're a betting man, Bohemi is the guy yeah. I get on, unless you actually are running a betting book, in which yeah. case he's shit and you should have him 50 to 1. And also, because this is a... It's not literally a back-to-back weekend, but they don't go back to the factory. The mm. equipment will get sent straight from China to Malaysia, apparently. That's what I've sort of read in the truly debacle. So you won't have a chance to really bring upgrades or do much much to it. So I think that advantage that um, Buemi had in, in this round will still be there in the next round. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say that uh, Formula E are doing spectacularly is yep. their YouTube um, yeah, yeah. With Formula One, you put anything on YouTube with Formula One on it, yeah. they take it down, despite the fact that Formula One put nothing on YouTube. Yep, exactly. Or on social media, yeah. or pretty much at all. Yep. Um, whereas Formula E have really captured their uh, social media internet presence yeah. by putting highlight packages, putting um, yep. intros, hype groups, Jesus. pit walks, fucking everything. Crashes. Oh, crashes. <laughs> Always the crashes. Yeah. Um, so Formula E are doing a lot that Formula One should be taking note of, yep. but Formula One just seem to be ignoring anyone under the age yeah. of forty. Exactly, they can't make money from it right now. Not interested. The that, thing is, they can. That'll, that'll can, happen when you're ninety. You can t- you can advertise anyway. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Formula E are really capturing a younger generation. Yep, and they're setting themselves up for a long period of motorsport rather than just trying to make money now. Yeah, they're they're trying to one day challenge Formula One well that's the thing they can see the validity of that series they know if they, mm. they stick in it if they stick to it it's going to come around no, let's be honest they're probably 15 to 20 years away from it yeah, yeah. Um, I know Richard Branson reckoned there were 3 or 4 uh, I think old Richard yeah, he's probably, always optimistic well good on him less, he was the uh, producer of some of the Sex Pistols so he, he's probably mm. had uh, some contacts shall we say, oh, oh. who've uh, supplied him with some mind-altering substances. Yeah, he's, oh, fuck it, we'll just say he's probably had, uh, he's had a fair bit of uh, nose he's, candy. He's got Howard Marks' phone number. Well, he's probably also got his bail money. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, it's going to be a pretty good race again because it's a pretty good racing series. Yep. So look, uh, if, if this is your first contact with Formula E, um, just look up Formula E on YouTube and you can see the whole damn race. Yeah. Um, we might even post a link. Yep. Um, or you can watch the highlights, whichever you prefer. But yeah, honestly, I really like the series. Yeah, and you will get used to the slow slowness of the cast because it does look slow when you're used to watching Formula One. But you get used to it because the on on track racing make, more than makes up for it. So I know how I like this series because when I'm watching it, I find myself leaning. Yeah. So yeah. you see, um, like uh, I think it was Duval's move on yeah. um, Heidfeld or D'Ambrosio. D'Ambrosio was behind it. was D'Ambrosio. Um, you see him coming in the corner, I find myself leaning in the corner for him. And you, you really get involved, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. And especially because a lot of these drivers would be lost to international motorsport if they weren't in Formula One. Yeah. Uh, Formula E has been a home for them. And a lot of them yeah. are trying to get back up. And then you've got some guys who like Villeneuve who've been around since Donkeys and are just having a bit of a run around yeah. too. Um, so yeah, it, it's a great series. Get on board. Uh, we'll be covering every round. Yep. And look, uh, 
Subscribe to us, jump on our podcast. We'll try and get the um, podcasts out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Out. Within a couple of days of the race. Yeah. So I, I generally put, because I'll do the editing for the Formula E, I generally put a bit more effort into the Formula E posts on our website as well because it's a new mm. series and you, the general understanding of it isn't there from a, a cultural site because it's only the second, or first year actually. So I put out all the information about the changes, who the drivers are, pictures, photos, different links and stuff. So that'll be the most in-depth of our posts on our website. Yeah, we're not trying to get too technical, but the best yeah. thing about Formula E is you don't need to get too technical to understand exactly it. yeah because it has the right balance of uh customer parts and um improvised parts yeah cu- custom parts if you like and the patient and the progress for the sport yeah and also a lot of team a lot of uh, nations want to get involved now yep, yep. so with a bit of luck we might see uh might see him driving across sydney harbour yeah maybe driving around mm-hmm. who knows well, i can see you go through the parklands of adelaide i'd love to see them going in bathurst to be honest Jesus. <laughs> they might only make one lap yeah be a good lap but uh, yeah, anyway, that's uh, that's what's happening so far, and uh, we'll join you again after Putaraya. Yeah, put you in Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.